Time for us to begin our midday program here on KRVN on this Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us on a bright and sunny day. Scott Foster here with you along with Jason Jorgensen and Bob Brogan. And uh, Susan Littlefield is here too. And good morning to you, Susan. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm good. Thank you. I appreciate it. It, uh, You know, Tuesdays were never, when I was teaching, Tuesdays were my least favorite day because it felt like you were so far away from the weekend and your batteries weren't charged from the previous weekend anymore. But, you know, today I'm feeling okay. I am, too, because my kids are back in school. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people people can echo that sentiment, too. Exactly. That's right. That's right. So what do you got for us today? Well, we're going to kick everything off here at 1219 with the Angler Scholarships. They're available for entrepreneurial students that will be featuring and attending UNL this coming fall. So we're going to learn more about what the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program Scholarship Funds are all about as we hear from Program Director Tom Field. Then Shaley Paters will be stepping in for us here at 1245 if you didn't know nebraska cattlemen have a great gala coming up this weekend so we're going to get more details about what that's all involved with and then alex steps in and talks about the nebraska corn growers association scholarships and involvement that is taking place with them all right very good susan and of course the exciting news if you didn't hear Mm. the senate finance committee passed usmca now we're just waiting on a Senate floor vote. All right. Very close. It's very All right. close. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, we turn it over to Jason Jorgensen now. What's going on in sports today? Well, the Nebraska men's basketball team, they're back at home tonight. We'll see. They play Iowa. Hawkeye's pretty good again. I was, you know, the biggest story about that, I didn't realize Penn State was 21. Yeah, I didn't either. That's a pretty, that's a big deal for that. They're much improved. Uh-huh. Rutgers is way better. Yeah. Good. Good timing, Nebraska. <laughs> so we will see. We'll get the thoughts of head coach Fred Hoiberg. He says the Huskers have to be tougher tonight, especially on the defensive end. We've heard that before. Uh-huh. Uh, they need to shoot the ball better, too. That Maybe go ahead and grab a couple rebounds while they're down there. Easier said than done. <laughs> True. So we'll preview that matchup. Uh, Creighton also has a big one coming up as they'll play Villanova tonight mm. in Omaha. The Jays coming off of a loss over the weekend as they lost uh, to Butler. So all of that's coming up in sports. Of course, we heard moments ago with uh, Fox Sports, big day for coaching hires in the NFL. All of these teams that are looking for coaches, you know, you, you can't wait. I mean, if you see the guy you want, right. you have to grab him quickly. Uh, the team that still hasn't found a head coach, and they might be looking for a while, is Cleveland. Oh, I don't know who would want to go jump into that mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they'll bring Freddie Kitchens back. I don't I don't think so. Where's Urban when they need him? All right. <laughs> so uh, that's where things stand on okay. this front. But the Giants with a new coach today and Panthers with a new coach. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jason. Let's turn it over to Bob Brogan. Stocks a little mixed today. Stocks mixed, and uh, they were falling earlier mm-hmm. as investors were waiting for something to happen in the uh, U.S.-Iran confrontation. And uh, we'll continue to uh, watch that situation. The U.S. trade deficit fell in November to the lowest level in more than three years. Also, uh, Facebook says it's banning deep fake videos as it steps up efforts to fight online manipulation. So apparently they're going to go after that sort of thing. And uh, the Census Bureau is ramping up hiring efforts for the 2020 census, if somebody's interested out there. All right, very good. That's all coming up on Midday. 
Marketplace and on the World Radio Network, joined with Mike Zuzalo, Global Commodity Analytics. Get ready, Nebraska. Cole Wetzel is coming to Red Dirt on the River. Saturday, February 15th at Viero Center Carney. Joe Wetzel, along with Cody Canada and The Department. And Cody West. Tickets are on sale now at CarneyEvents.net and the box office. Viero Center Carney and 93.1 The River present Coe Wetzel at Red Dirt on the River. Um. Well, time for us to take a look at our weather and see what's going on out there that affects Agriculture for us and around the world. We've got Paul Perkins in studio right now. I see the uh, visible satellite uh, over here. Not a drone in sight. No. <laughs> Nothing for... Uh, unfortunately, we can't pick those up and know where they're at. Yeah, exactly. they really can. Of course, they don't fly at night or during the day that's either. Right. Not, that, not, not that we know. Not many people have seen them during the daytime anyhow it seems to everybody sees them at night but uh it may be a little more difficult later on tonight to see those drones uh some clouds expected to move in but uh all in all some good drone spawning weather for today if there are out there <laughs> we can you know uh we can still see some some snow coverage in central nebraska can't we exactly uh especially along and north of i-80 on the visible satellite photo a good day to look at that map because you can see where the snowfall is and Basically right in central Nebraska, the western edge from about, oh, we'll say Ainsworth down to Thetford and North Platte, right along I-80 and then points to the north and on the eastern edge of that snow, uh, the bulk of it from about Grand Island to O'Neill, that Highway 281 corridor. And also some areas of snow still fairly prevalent in the northern portions of the Nebraska Panhandle to the south of Chandron and Gordon, but all in all, that snowfield it's not as white as it right. was last week because, of course, we're getting some brown areas that are not reflecting back on that snow. Yeah, it looks like uh, South Dakota is full. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and especially in central and eastern Iowa, too. Yeah, it looks like a fair amount of snow there. But otherwise, temperatures are looking pretty good. Most of the time this time of year, we're in the upper 30s for daytime highs. We're already into those upper 30s to low 40s and much of Nebraska from Ogallala and Imperial on into northern Kansas and Northeast Colorado, a lot of those temperatures in the mid-40s to around 50, including 54 right now at Holyoke and 52 at Ray, Colorado. Even some mid-40s as you head towards the Nebraska Sandhills. Thedford benefiting from some westerly downslope winds and seeing a temperature right now coming off those sandhills of 45 degrees. But most of us in Nebraska, upper 30s to low 40s and then mid-40s to around 50 as you head into northern Kansas and southwest Nebraska. Today it looks to be sunny. Warming the normal temperatures will continue as we get those light westerly downslope winds leading to highs in the 40s to the low and mid-50s. Those southwest locations where there's less snow cover going to see the better chance of those low and mid-50s. Winds will come easterly for tonight. High pressure builds in from the east. That is expected to bring in some low clouds and potentially some patchy fog, especially along the north of I-80 where we still have that melting snowpack. Tomorrow will be slightly cooler with a weak backdoor cold front dropping in from the northeast, but still above average for tomorrow. Milder temperatures are back for Thursday when that front lifts back to the north and east. For Friday through Monday, we do have a major change on the way. 5 to 10 degrees colder than normal on the temperatures with the passage of a cold front. Snow will be possible with some disturbances, mainly on Friday and Monday. Can't rule it out completely for Saturday and Sunday. 
But that best chance of snow looks to be Friday afternoon through Friday night. And a few locations with that system may see up to a few inches in accumulation. Nothing major expected, but we may see some locations with at least a few inches of snow as we move through the later part of the week into early next week. For a long-term forecast, temperatures for Nebraska into northwest and north-central Kansas. So once again, this is Nebraska and northwest and north-central Kansas. Temperatures likely to be slightly colder than normal Sunday through January 20th. Towards south and east Kansas, temperatures more likely to be closer to seasonal or near normal during that time period of Sunday through the 20th. For reference in central Nebraska, average daytime highs in early January in the upper 30s with average overnight lows in the mid-teens. And it looks to stay active for precipitation slightly above normal to near normal precipitation is forecast for Sunday through the 20th for Nebraska and Kansas. That better chance of precipitation looks to be over central and east Nebraska the early half of next week. Weather factors driving the markets include rain chances for southern Brazil, mostly favorable weather for Argentina, and some heavy rains in the U.S. For the middle of the week here, cold air air will briefly engulf the Midwest and Northeast. During the second half of the week, some light snow will fall across the northern U.S. Friday, low pressure expected to intensify across the Mid-South. That will lead to heavy rain and potential flooding. Rainfall, and we're talking rainfall here, could reach 2 to 5 inches or more from the Mid-South into the Ohio Valley and Lower Great Lakes. That rain will maintain adequate to surplus soil moisture in the soft red winter wheat belt. Cold air will trail the storm into the western and central U.S., while little or no precipitation is expected in the next five days across the central and southern high plains. In south and central Brazil, conditions mostly favorable for crops, and there's been some recent improvement for northern Brazil. Rio Grande do Sul in southern Brazil could see at least some moderate rains at the end of this week and this weekend with a slight chance for some heavier rains that would be beneficial after recent heat and dryness. In Argentina, the key growing areas will be somewhat drier in the next five to seven days, but not very hot. Those conditions actually favorable for developing crops after recent rains. La Pampa, though, could use some more rain. All right. Very good. Well, so when we start to see that cold air move in as that, that jet stream dips a little bit, that's when, when they're really going to hit the rain in southeast, the southeastern part of the United States, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, some low-pressure movement across there. And basically, yeah, that cold air will be drawn in from that area of low pressure, and then we'll start to see that trough effect and basically that northwesterly flow overtake uh, the western and central U.S. with some much colder air here coming up. Yeah, it really, it, that's yeah, that's not really something to look forward to. And it looks like it could be staying for a while, unfortunately, because the uh, western and central U.S., at least the northern plains into the western U.S., uh, look to be colder than normal all the way through the 20th, and no building ridge to push that cold along uh, is in the foreseeable future. All right. Well, so. Get your parkas out. Yep. And, here uh, comes January. Here it comes. That's, uh, yeah, that's no kidding. All right. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Where do you go to check in on your weather? Weather tab, krvn.com. The opiate crisis is the topic of the next Rural Radio Forum, sponsored by Ag West Commodities. Join us Tuesday, February 4th from 3 to 4 Central, 2 to 3 Mountain Time on 880 KRVN. We'll talk with Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson, Professor Tina Chasek, clinician Patrick Hall, and others to learn more about the history of this epidemic, why they're so addictive, what communities and states are doing to respond to this issue, and more. The opiate crisis, sponsored by Ag West Commodities, on the next Rural Radio Forum. I'm Bryce Duskett reporting on the Rural Radio Network. 
Scholarships ranging from $1,000 to $6,000 are now available to students that will be attending the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in the coming year. The scholarship program is designed to invest in entrepreneurial talent. The scholarships are part of the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Tom Field, who serves as director of the program, is joining us now. Is Tom, for people maybe not familiar, who and what is the Angler Program? Well, Bryce, the, the Angler Entrepreneurship Program is designed to empower people in the courageous pursuit of their purpose through the art and practice of entrepreneurship. Uh, located in the College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources, we seek students who are those folks that just want to be in charge of their own ship, those folks who want to stand at the helm, write the story, be the author, call the shots, build a company, build a vision. Um, those are the kind of folks that we're looking for, and that's what we were designed to do is to help uh, really empower those people who believe that that they have um, the vision, the, the drive, the determination, and the grit to build the next generation of great companies in the state of Nebraska. Last year, 62 students earned Angler scholarships, totaling almost $250,000, I should say, Tom. This is a serious program, serious money involved. Tell us about the, the kind of person you're looking for to apply for these scholarships. Well, first and foremost, we're looking for students who have um, a, a, just a deep interest in taking a non-traditional look at, at education, which means literally saying to themselves, I'm going to invest I'm not going to attend the university. I'm going to invest, and I'm going to invest in my future. Uh, and I'm going to do that in a way that, that, that gives me the opportunity to have the most options down the road and to learn to think like an entrepreneur. So we're looking for people who have been very active in 4-H or FFA. Those are folks that, um, that, that typically have experiences that fit really well with our program. Um, we're looking for those folks who have tackled big challenges, folks who have perhaps found uh, sometimes themselves a little bit at odds with traditional education, uh, those students who prefer experience and activity and having their hands in the middle of something as opposed uh, to, to reading and memorizing and regurgitating back on an exam. These scholarships, uh, an application for them is now open on, at the website angler.unl.edu. Tom, walk us through the timeline of when these need to be submitted and, and maybe the process as well. So our deadline is midnight, January 12th, um, so coming up very quickly. And then the process will be that we'll uh, go through those. We'll identify semifinalists who will be notified on the 24th of January. Um, there will be some phone interviews conducted in the last uh, week of January. Um, finalists will be notified in that first 10 days of February, and then we do final interviews on campus March 10th. So um, it's a fairly rigorous process, but one that, that is empowering for people. Um, people who go through the process with us enjoy it, um, and there are scholarships, various amounts made, and, and we just love to, to be able to, to invest in, in young people and are particularly excited to have the opportunity to invest in new students coming to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Dr. Tom Field has been our guest. He serves as the program director for the Angler Agribusiness Entrepreneurship Program at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Tom, we appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with us today. Well, thanks so much, and we just encourage uh, everybody to get online and apply, and we look forward to a, a, a new class of really great entrepreneurs. I'm Brian Stusky reporting on the Rural Radio Network.
time for us to take a look at sports, see what's going on around there in the wide, wide world of sports. Jason Jorgensen in here with us, and uh, Husker men trying to maybe get a bit of a kickstart before they go on the road. Yeah, they've been at home for five games. Not that that's done them a whole lot of good. And tonight they'll take on Iowa. Huskers struggled on the defensive end of things last Friday at home and they lost to Rutgers. And head coach Fred Hoiberg says they'll have to be tougher tonight. That's been the biggest thing that we've tried to work on since that Rutgers game is uh, being more consistent uh, from a physicality standpoint on the defensive end of the floor. If we don't bring more toughness, more edge, uh, it's going to be a long year. Iowa comes in ten and four, while the Huskers are just six and eight. Of course, in the past, Iowa's kind of had Nebraska's number, yeah, and everything. <laughs> we'll see. Well, th- this was expected to be an important time of the season for the men because uh, they, you know there was hope that they could get a Rutgers and maybe play with Iowa at home. But uh, boy, if they if they lay an egg here, it's gonna be tough. Uh, Tip-off tonight at 8. If you're not in front of a TV, we'll bring it to you on 880-KRVN. Creighton tonight, they have a big one against Villanova. The Jays were stung on the road at Butler over the weekend, 71-57. That one starts at 8. Graduate transfer guard Haley Semental had 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists to help UNK work their way past Missouri Southern last night, 65-58. With that victory, the Lopers improved to 13-2. They're 2-2 in conference action. In the men's game, 18th-ranked Missouri Southern was just ridiculous in the first half. They hit nine of their first 11 three-point attempts and finished the first half 11 for 14. Wow. They jumped out to a 61-34 lead. Give the Lopers credit. They kept battling and made it respectable, eventually losing 89-77. to The Lopers were led by junior guard Jake Walker at a season-best 23 points. That loss ends UNK's four-game winning streak. The Lopers are... 8-5, and 2-2 two and two in the league. Both the Loper women and men are on the road at Oklahoma. Later on this week, they'll play on Thursday night against Rogers State, then on Saturday afternoon against Northeastern State. Carolina Panthers have reportedly hired Baylor's. Matt Rule is their next head coach. Team owner David Tepper spent yesterday with Rule and his family in Waco, Texas, and didn't want to risk him getting on the plane to go elsewhere. So they backed the money truck up. Seven years, $60 million deal that could be worth $70 million. Here's a kicker, Scott. Hmm. This guy was coaching at Temple three years ago. <laughs> I don't think Temple paid that much money either. Uh, no, and wow. Rule had been at Baylor, and they can't pay that much either. So best of luck to Matt Rule. And the Giants are nearing a deal with Patriots assistant Joe Judge to become their next head coach. And the L.A. Lakers are still unbeaten since Christmas. They've won five in a row. Tonight they'll try to keep that going against the Knicks. You have to like their chances in that one. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. That is a look at sports. For more, find it anytime. KRVN.com. All right, thanks, Jason. New sightings of unidentified drones moved eastward into central Nebraska, continuing to perplex law enforcement officials gathered in northeast Colorado. Some of them have been flying in formations around the Hastings area, and during his monthly radio call-in show Monday, Governor Pete Ricketts was asked about the mysterious drones. What I can tell you is that the Nebraska State Patrol is coordinating with the FBI, local law enforcement, the FAA, uh, to do an investigation to discover where the drone, the, who's flying the drones, what the source of those are. I don't have any information to be able to provide you at this time, as they're still investigating that. 
A caller from Lexington suggested that the fastest way to get anybody's attention is to shoot some down, but Ricketts warned callers against doing so, saying downing a drone would not only be against the law, but also might cause property damage or endanger the public. The trial of a Roman Catholic priest accused of sexually assaulting a woman in central Nebraska is underway. The trial for the Reverend John Cacriol began Monday after a jury was selected. He has pleaded not guilty to a charge of forcible sexual assault. Cacriol was arrested earlier last year following a month-long investigation by the Nebraska State Patrol after a woman told police he sexually assaulted her in November 2018 in his Ord home. The woman told investigators she blacked out after having a couple of drinks with the priest. Investigators with the Central Nebraska Drug and Safe Streets Task Force have arrested two people on multiple drug-related charges following an investigation in Kearney. The operation included investigators from the Nebraska State Patrol, Kearney Police Department, Buffalo County Sheriff's Office, and Adams County Sheriff's Office. The State Patrol says that on Friday, January 3rd, investigators executed a search warrant on a residence at 1000 4th Avenue, number 28 in Kearney. During the search, investigators located methamphetamine, hydrocodone pills, marijuana, digital scales, and drug paraphernalia. Investigations also located an automatic knife at the residence. Investigators arrested Catherine Deidel and Christopher Hines, both of Kearney, for possession of methamphetamine with intent to distribute, possession of a controlled substance, possession of marijuana, more than an ounce, possession of a weapon during the commission of a felony, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Dattle was also arrested on a warrant for three counts of distribution of methamphetamine. Both were lodged in Buffalo County Jail. Nebraska's Attorney General says the state's ability to fight human trafficking has improved substantially over the last several years thanks to recent laws that increase penalties for traffickers. Attorney General Doug Peterson said Monday that Nebraska is now well-positioned to address the problem. His comments came after Governor Pete Ricketts proclaimed Monday as Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Nebraska received an A grade for its policies last year from Shared Hope International, a group that advocates on the issue of human trafficking. Reporting on the Rural Radio Network, I'm Austin Jacobson. The opiate crisis is the topic of the next Rural Radio Forum, sponsored by Ag West Commodities. Join us Tuesday, February 4th from 3 to 4 Central, 2 to 3 Mountain Time on 880 KRVN. We'll talk with Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson, Professor Tina Chasek, clinician Patrick Hall, and others to learn more about the history of this epidemic, why they're so addictive, what communities and states are doing to respond to this issue, and more. The opiate crisis, sponsored by Ag West Commodities, on the next Rural Radio Forum. The Nebraska Cattlemen get set to host their second annual gala. I'm Shaley Peters joining you now on the Rural Radio Network. We're going to visit today with Bonita Letterer. She's Director of Producer Education with the Nebraska Cattlemen. And Bonita, this is coming up this weekend and a lot of exciting things on the agenda for this year's your second annual gala. Let's first just talk about what exactly the gala is, uh, where you're hosting it this year. There has been a change in venue. Give us some of the details in general on this year's gala. Yes, this is our second year of the gala. We are really exciting, excited to be hosting the gala out in Lexington this Saturday evening at Kirk's. Um, we decided to move it out of Lincoln to get uh, just to closer to a few of our members out in the Lexington, Dawson County area. Um, the state PAC um, is a project for that, that the Nebraska Cattlemen has. We um, raise money 
Um, and the goal of our money with the state pack is to support candidates who champion the beef industry um, to help make decisions about laws and regulations that enhance the business climate for profitable beef production in Nebraska and to foster um, opportunities for expansion. So this is, uh, again, a fundraiser for our political action committee. Um, it is um, being put on by, we have a great committee that works on this, and we are also very proud to um, announce that our sponsor, Neogen, will be there. Um, they will be speaking at the, at the gala, just letting us know why they feel it is important to be a sponsor of this event. And of course, you talk about the huge fundraising effort made with the gala. Where does that money go, Benita? It does go to um, support our Nebraska senators um, to help them see the importance of the beef industry in Nebraska, um, helping them with their campaigns, um, helping us get successful senators in there that see our mission in the cattle industry. So let's get into the details on what exactly you have on the agenda this year. I know in visiting ahead of time, there's some pretty impressive auction items up for grabs. Yes, yeah, so uh, we will be starting um, Saturday night at 6.30. Um, we will be kicking off with a silent auction, and we have a great silent auction this year. We have something for everybody, um, as we have a cookie package, uh, we have a photo session, we have lots of baskets. Um, you can uh, collect items for a barbecue, um, a Bloody Mary package. There's a margarita package. So I'll tell you what, you can go away with some fun things there. Um, a few different things. We have Larry the Cable Guy um, has given us some signed hats. Um, we have a super sack of alfalfa pellets. Um, we have some wine, some trucking, and we also have an SDSU Jackrabbit Cornhole set. So we have a really exciting silent auction lined up. Um, we will be doing a live auction um, with a few items. Uh, one of them is a package, a Valentine's Day package in Lincoln that has some basketball tickets, a night stay, and a restaurant gift certificate. So you won't want to miss that. Um, we also have a um, gourmet beef dinner for six in Friends hosted by the Brunzes. So that's always good, good beef and good company there. And then uh, another one in a Elms Hotel and Spa down in Missouri. Um, a night stay there and some fun while you're down there. So I want to thank all our donors that gave to the auction. Um, we can't do this without them. And then when those individuals get there we just want to encourage them to bid 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 you did mention tickets are still available for this saturday and so if someone is interested in buying a ticket to this year's gala where is the best place to do that so the best way to get tickets is um there's two options they can call me um 402-450-0223 and they can pay for them at the door just let me know that you want to come or you can go online to our website and purchase them there through a credit card. Um, they're $75 each, or we do offer a table of eight. Um, so that those are two options. A couple other fun things, um, we will have a band. So we're doing something a little different this year, um, little celebration of the year. Um, Rasco Martins from that area is going to be um, helping us 
enjoy some time on the dance floor. Um, a couple other things we've got. We will have our um, a trivia contest that we'll be playing throughout the night, giving you some opportunities to have a little more fun. Um, maybe um, cut in line at the bar or get to eat first. So we've got some fun things that we are planning. Um, Barb Cooksley and Quentin Daly are going to be our MCs. Um, so they're looking forward to visiting with everybody and just sharing some opportunities uh, to help us raise just a little bit more money throughout the evening. And I know this never happens, Benita, but uh, if a producer decides or someone decides last minute that they want to uh, come out to the gala, maybe Saturday afternoon they decide they want to come out to the gala, can they show up at the door, pay at the door, and enjoy the evening's festivities? Yes, we will have enough beef, um, and I also need to thank uh, Lone Creek Cattle. Uh, we will be having some great beef at our um, event. So, yes, if you want to show up um, that day, just text me, call me, um, let me know, and we will find you a seat. All right, thanks so much. Benita Letterer, Director of Producer Education with the Nebraska Cattlemen. Again, the gala happening this Saturday in Lexington. You can give Benita a call, or for more information, you can visit anycattleman.org. I'm Shaylee Peters, and you're listening to the Rural Radio Network. It is time for our business report here on KRVN's Midday and Stocks. Well, a little bit mixed today. Still a lot of concern about what's going on in the Middle East. However, we have seen a little bit of rebounding so far. The Nikkei in Japan was actually up 376 points. Hong Kong's Hang Seng was up 96. The FTSE in London down one. And the German DAX index was up nearly 100 points. Here in the United States, an interesting bob and weave as the dow jones industrial average is down 109 points but the tech the tech heavy nasdaq was up 14 right now and the standard and poor's index is down six the 10-year yield is up right now too for more on uh, the markets we can go over to uh, dave Schroeder. indeed scott as you alluded to investors are waiting for the next step in the increasingly tense u.s iran confrontation Oil prices gave up some of the recent big gains as a U.S. drone killed Iran's top general on Friday. U.S. officials are bracing for Iran's response to the killing. Gold has touched its highest price in nearly seven years on Monday and was holding steady today. Asian and European stock markets recovered some of their sharp losses from a day before. While U.S. Treasury yields held steady, oil companies had some of their biggest declines. The U.S. trade deficit fell in November to the lowest level in more than three years. U.S. exports rose while imports declined. Facebook says it's banning deepfake videos as it steps up efforts to fight online manipulation. The policies remove the false but realistic clips that are created by artificial intelligence. However, the company said the new rules won't include parody or satire or clips edited just to change the order of the words. Today, U.S. Senator Ben Sass uh, joined on the Senate Finance Committee, a new member of that, and he cast his first vote on the committee today, voting to advance the USMCA trade agreement. He says Nebraska is ready to keep feeding the world, and we need to open trade markets to do so. 
The U.S. Census Bureau is ramping up its national recruiting efforts to hire up to 500,000 temporary part-time census takers for the 2020 census in communities across the the country. The positions offer competitive pay, flexible hours, paid training, and weekly paychecks. To determine the pay rate in a specific area, you can learn more about those positions by visiting 2020census.gov slash jobs. And Scott, that's a check of business news today. Well, it always is interesting. That's always I think it's gotten tougher and tougher to find census workers. And yes. it's it's a tough job. It is. But, I can only uh, imagine. But it uh, I think that it's something that obviously is very important. Uh, interesting the deep fake. That's kind of uh, so no more uh, Groucho Marx glasses or something like that. <laughs> But it's interesting because they they say, but if it's if it's supposed to be funny or satirical, then it's so. Then they'll they'll then let it's okay. that go. Yes, so absolutely. It's, so the old uh, the old excuse. I was just joking. That's yeah. just joking. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dave. That's a look at our business here today from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Brian Fenley. The New York Giants have reportedly plucked Joe Judge as their next head coach. The 38-year-old was the Patriots special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach. ESPN has found out the Giants are now pursuing Jason Garrett for their offensive coordinator opening. New York has to get the Cowboys' permission because he's technically still on contract in Dallas until January 14th. The Panthers are... Going deep into their piggy bank with their new head coach, Matt Rule, giving him a seven-year contract estimated at $60 million. Incentives could raise it to as high as $70 million. Carolina paid Baylor $6 million for buying out Rule. NFL Network is reporting the Cleveland Browns, who are still looking for a head coach, will visit with Eagles defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz tomorrow, and Patriots OC Josh McDaniels come Friday. Also, Vikings OC Kevin Stefanski is in the mix. The question the KRVN crew gets most, when are you going to call my initials? For more than 65 years, we've been spinning that monogram money wheel to give you a chance to match your lucky name to our lucky letters. Simple rules, great winnings, awarding more than $200,000 over the course of our rich history. And we won't be satisfied until you're a winner. Mornings with Paul Perkins, afternoons with Brandon Bennett's, Saturday mornings too. Yep, we're still spinning for winning on monogram money, 880-KRVN. Alex Wojcicki reporting for the Rural Radio Network, and I'm joined on the phone by Morgan Rick. She's the Director of Grower Services with the Nebraska Corn Growers Association. Morgan, a lot of programs to be a part of with this association, and just because of that, a lot of application deadlines to be aware of if folks want to participate. So let's first start off with the Washington, D.C. leadership mission as those applications, those are due this Friday, January 10th. Tell us about this program and what it's all about. Yeah, so the Nebraska Corn Growers Association has been taking a group of new um, producers or newly involved in the association to Washington, D.C. for over 30 years. This year, we are going March 9th through the 13th. It's a full week in Washington, D.C. It's very busy. We visit with all of our elected officials, a lot of our industry partners, and of course, the National Corn Growers Association and the U.S. Grains Council. So it's a packed schedule, but it's also a lot of fun. And this uh, mission trip is open to any member of the association. They just need to apply. And more information about that in an application can be found on our website. Very good. What sort of feedback have you got from members who have went on that trip in years past? Members love this trip. They 
think it is an eye-opening experience. Many of them have never been to D.C. before, have never seen, you know, Congress in action. And so it's a, a very eye-opening experience for them. And a lot of our board members, including our current president, got their start in the association on this Washington, D.C. trip. Very good. And so that application is due Friday, January 10th. Moving on, let's talk about the Prime program as those applications will be due next Friday, January 17th. What's this program all about? Actually, those applications are due on the 24th, not the 17th. That was a little bit of a a mix-up. So uh, growers have an extra week to apply for the program. Um, But our Prime program is for younger, newer producers who are interested in getting more involved in, in the association, but maybe aren't quite ready to take that trip to Washington, D.C. or get more involved on the policy side. We really try to focus more on the agronomics and the business side of farming. Very good. And moving on then to the flagship program, those applications are due February 28th. Is that one correct? Yes, that is correct. So the flagship program is for high school seniors and college freshmen, and it's a scholarship program. We give away five $2,000 scholarships. Students must be continuing their education in state, uh, but they can be going to a two-year school or a four-year school. That part doesn't matter. We ask that they submit an essay on how they are going to be an advocate for agriculture in their future career. And as part of this scholarship, three of them we set aside strictly for students who are continuing their education in agriculture. And then we've opened up uh, two spots to students who are maybe not going into something directly related to agriculture, but are still really passionate about the industry and can advocate us, advocate for us in whatever career they choose. So three different programs for really three different levels of people who are um, growing or wanting to grow someday. How do, how do folks apply for all of these programs? I would encourage anyone who is interested in one of these programs to visit our website, necga.org. All of the applications are on there, uh, but if they have any questions, they can definitely reach out to us in the office or send me an email. Thanks, Morgan. And we also have that application information under the Crops tab at RuralRadio.com. Just as a reminder, the Washington, D.C. leadership mission applications are due this Friday, January 10th. The prime program applications are due in two weeks, Friday, January 24th. And then the flagship scholarship program, those applications are due February 28th. Broadcasting from the Nebraska Soybean Board News Desk, which is brought to you in part by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. Clay Fatten on the Rural Radio Network, joined with John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst with Daniel's Ag Marketing in Chicago and publisher of the newsletter This Week in Grain. And John, one of these things, as you were saying, you've got to stay on top of these markets here because from the open to the close today, we saw quite the range and some volatility. Yeah, we did. Beans broke uh, broke hard, you know, kind of came down there and then bounced midday and really didn't didn't have a bad day at all. And case for uh, for wheat as well, Chicago wheat turning around mid-morning. Uh, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty right now about what, what's going to drive the market more as far as with the leg up. There's a rumor that came out m- oh, early in the day that maybe this China trade deal was, I guess, negated, uh, that China hadn't confirmed it yet, but... I think that's a little bit of a stretch right now. I, I just don't think they're looking to pom-pom anything. So there's a little concern right now that, we, you know, we haven't signed anything yet. And China has not been uh, too forthright with about what's going to happen with it. But in the same breath, I don't think you can look at what they did with the quotas yesterday and make any big jumps. I, I You know, their currency would get really hammered if all of a sudden President Trump put the tariffs back on. So uh, I think, you know, things you got to assume will go smoothly here over the next week and get
get through the USDA report and uh, and then the signing event, which is about a week from today. And uh, I think there's some opportunity here. So if you if you've been wanting to be long corn, this is a good break to buy, in my opinion. And then also, you're talking about Friday, we have the Wazio report coming out. Early analyst estimates showing a reduction in the corn yield, the corn acres, soybean yield, and soybean acres. Do you think we can follow through with that? Yeah, and you didn't even mention the grain stocks. Grain stocks could change as well. There's, there's, a, big, there's a big report. And, um, you know, just because we've been trading in three or four cent ranges, if you look at the options and the way they're, uh, they're priced right now, I think at the money straddles are going for about a dime. So uh, for corn, that's a pretty decent amount of money. Um, for, for options, especially in a market that hasn't moved outside of 384 to 390 over the last three weeks. So it's telling us that something's coming, or at least somebody's scared of, of a movement here. Um, you know, the charts, we're, we're kind of holding right here at the 50-day, 100-day moving average, and um, I think the big tough decision will be what do you do with, with 4 bucks? What do you do with 395 $4? So you need to have that plan set up now. Don't, don't get bullish at that level. If you like it and you think the market can run that high, I think it's a good opportunity. I wouldn't even go the call option route. I think you got to go straight futures, just given how cheap the vol is here. Um, on the longer run, I, I just think your better opportunity to get paid and you know be able to manage some risk as we rally is to have some asset there that's going to help you be along the board. Again, we've been talking with John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst with Daniel Zag Marketing in Chicago. You can read their newsletter this week in grain by visiting their website, danielzagmarketing.com. Again, the website, danielzagmarketing.com. Do remember, trading futures and options does involve risk of loss and may not be suitable for all investors. Going to the close, though, January soybeans, two and a quarter higher. We see the outer months of corn, the March 21, May 21, up a quarter to almost up a half. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. That's going to do it for our midday program here on KRVN. To hear today's midday program in its entirety, go to podcast on krvn.com. Brought to you by Devaney Motors. Howdy, folks. This is Rick from Devaney Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and McCook. When you're ready to buy a new vehicle, expect that our hardworking, experienced staff will treat you just like family. Go to DaviniChryslerJeepDodge.com today. And remember, it's not a deal until it's a Davini deal.